the 1860-40 rule to happiness. At age 18, people care very much about what others think of them. By age 40, they learn not to worry what others think. By age 60, they figure out that no one was thinking about them in the first place. What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today I have Tori Simeone Dietz on the podcast. Um, So I have been, and I talk about it in the podcast, but I've been on this season, in this season rather, um, on the podcast of just all of the girls, the women that I follow on social media that I absolutely adore following, I have just been having on the podcast. Um, so these are not people that have like tens of thousands of followers. Like, I mean, Tori does have a sizable following, um, but just people who inspire me, people who I love following. And so I had Brittany on a few weeks ago, and then today I have Tori on and, these are, those are two women that I follow on social media who I've been just admiring from afar for quite some time. So it's exciting to share these women with you on the podcast. And today's episode does not disappoint. It is a really good one. So if you are not familiar with who Tori is, um, she's been in the fitness industry for a long time. She was a clipper girl at one point. So she grew up a dancer. Um, She was on the Tone It Up app, if you remember that, uh, which I think is still around. Uh, She's a Viore ambassador. She teaches just live classes for Amazon. She is also a new wife and a new mom and a lifestyle creator uh, on social media. So yeah, we just kind of talk all things social media. We talk all things mom life, uh, fitness life, postpartum. Um, yeah, all, all that stuff and how she integrates that into uh, her social media platform. So let's get into it. Here we go. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today I have Tori Simeone Dietz on the pod. I'm so excited to chat with you today. So excited to be here. I'm yeah. excited to chat. Yes. Okay. So Tori and I like met, uh, back when I used to live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we went about our separate ways, obviously people listening know I'm, I moved to DC and now I live in New York. Um, but I've like followed along, uh, for such a long time, uh, on social media with like your journey. And I have to tell you, I'm in like a season right now of my podcast where, Uh, I am having all of the people that like, I genuinely like just love to follow Mm -hmm. on the pod. So that's been really fun. I love that. Um, yeah. So like, I just, I love your content so much. I feel like it's always been very, very authentic and very, very real. Um, I feel like you were like not using filters before, like anybody was used, like people stopped using filters. Um, you've always been like, kind of showed up as like your real authentic self and like show the good, the bad, the ugly. And somehow I feel like you're also a genius at making something that would never even seem like content content. (laughs) 
love that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyways, you're one of your favorite yeah. people to follow, which is why I want oh. to have you on the podcast today. So for anybody else who out there who's listening, who does not know who Tori is, um, so you've been in the fitness game for a very long time. Um, yeah. as far as I remember it, you were one once upon a time, a clipper girl, right? Clippers dancer. Yeah, that was wow. Yeah, it's been a while. I think my last season was in 2018. Um, but yeah, I was a professional dancer before that in New York. I lived in New York and um, I started my journey with that when I was 17. Um, so it's been a long time dancing and training and I got into yoga and kind of like started getting into fitness to kind of counterbalance my dancing and help my training. And when I moved out to LA, when I was 22. So it's been almost seven years, I think. Um, uh, yeah, when I moved out here, I was like, okay, I need a side job. And I started teaching a pure bar and kind of got into that community. And the fitness community was just so amazing. And soul cycle was actually first what I got into and kind of introduced me, I guess, to the fitness world. And that's how I met you and so many amazing people out in LA. And, but when I, so for me, I don't even know if you know this, the reason I didn't wind up doing soul cycle is because I just moved across the country and they only had training in New York. And so they wanted me to move back to New York. And I was like, dang, I can't do that. (laughs) Well, that is actually so hilarious because the only, the only reason I did do soul cycle was because they did the training in New York or sorry, in LA. Oh, that's so funny. For the first time, they had piloted this very shortened three week program that was in LA. And because I actually said the same thing, I was like, I just, I was like, I moved here. Like, I was like, I'm in my early mid 20s. Like, I don't have, I can't, like, they don't pay for you to like live. So I'm just like, I can't pay my rent in LA and pay my rent in New York City at the same time. Like, who can do that? <laughs> so I was just like, I have no idea how I'm going to make this work. And so like, I just didn't even, I was just like, whatever, it's not for me. Um, and that was fine. And then I was working on the front desk, which I think, you knew. Um, yeah. and then I think that's honestly how we even met. Cause you would come yeah. in the ride, which yeah. is so crazy. Cause I feel like that's how I've met like all of my friends. Like, it, it, like even, um, uh, my friend, Syl, who lives in LA, mm-hmm. um, like she came in and like, I was working on the front desk and then like we became friends because she was like a rider at soul cycle. And I was Best like, yeah, thing. come, yeah. Come ride as my guest, like while I'm working. And she like actually did. And then literally she's my maid of honor in my wedding. Oh my God. That's amazing. It's yeah. true, though. Like everyone always asks how I mean, I think people have in their head that living in LA you're not going to meet the best people and you know, right. the, whatever, whatever it is that you have in your head about living in LA. But I'm always like, I have the best friends. I've met the greatest people in LA, but it's because I went into the fitness world and met people right. the way you just said you met people. I met people from dancing on the Clippers and it was like a team of people. So, you know, if you move across the country and you need to meet people, go work. Yeah, in <laughs> yeah exactly. Actually, how old is your, your daughter? She is nine months I wonder, cause my best friend, Syl, what I was just talking about, she has, um, a newborn, uh, she was born in September. Okay. So yeah. she's two months younger. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I love cool. that. I should figure out how to connect you guys. Yeah. Have definitely enough friends, but she's. No, cool. I love meeting and connecting with new moms. It's very necessary in this chapter of life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't even know where we were going with that. Oh, okay. So, uh, and then I was working on the front desk and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to pilot this new, you know, program where we're going to do like a shortened program in LA. And I was like, oh, like I can do that. Like I can do mm-hmm. three weeks and in LA and it happened to, it was in, they did it in West Hollywood, which was like right where, you know, I was, which was, yeah. um, 
I don't know. So it's interesting, but you know, we always end up exactly where we're supposed to be. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you, I mean, became a Viore ambassador. So you teach live classes for Viore. Um, and then you also are doing Amazon live, I think, and teaching classes live. Um, I've taught some, I did some postpartum classes on fit on if you know the fit on app. Um, yeah. And then I just like put out some content, fitness content of my own here and there, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now in my fitness world and fitness instructor life. Yeah. So we're going to talk about fitness stuff, postpartum stuff, because she is uh, a new wife and a new mom within the last two years here. So lots of, lots of things to chat about. Um, yeah, I loved following along with like all of the wedding planning journey and the bachelorette stuff. And I literally, I have like, my bachelorette is all happening behind me. I was just about to say, you're getting so close. Yes. I've got like cowboy hats, like folded up, like from like Amazon right here. So So fun. (laughs) When is your wedding? Uh, My wedding is June 17th and the bachelorette is next weekend. Oh my gosh. You're in the home stretch. Yes. I honestly, now it's like at that place where it's like getting really fun, which is cool. Yeah. 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 You've kind of like finalized everything and now you can just do everything you've planned. Yes, exactly. Um, so fitness has always been in your adult life, really, really important to you. And how has it been, you know, finding time, you know, when you were pregnant for fitness and then how has fitness kind of worked into your postpartum life. Cause you're obviously much busier now that there is yeah. another human being to care for besides yourself. So yeah. what's that been like? Something I always, I've said a bunch now in like that I've been working on, um, in my postpartum journey is I'm somebody, you know, I'm an artist, so I'm, I like to work when I'm inspired. I say this all the time. And now that has completely changed for me. I have to really carve out time and make a schedule for myself. And that's the only way I can get stuff done. So even if I'm not motivated to work out or inspired to get work done, well, that's the time that I have because I have somebody watching Harper so I can go do my work. So I have to get it done. So I have to get myself to do the workout. Like last night I did a workout at 7 PM. I did not want to do that, but I had no time during the day. And I was like, well, I want to get this leg day in. So I'm doing it at seven o'clock while we watch succession because that's it. So it's just been like this big learning curve of having to do things even when I don't necessarily want to do them, but I know it'll be good for me. And that's kind of the same thing during pregnancy. I knew that I would feel better every time I moved my body. So even if I was tired, maybe not in the first trimester, anyone listening to this, like I get that question a lot of like how I made it through the first trimester. And I'm like, no, I was a potato the first trimester. (laughs) I was so tired. So listen to your body. But I also made that commitment to myself that I would stay true to all of my routines as best as possible. So I made myself work out even on days that I didn't want to. And that doesn't mean I like forced myself to do this heavy leg day if it wasn't happening for me, but I at least got outside, walked, maybe did some lightweights. And I, as the more I made that a habit, it just became part of my routine during pregnancy. And, and on the other side of that, I gave myself grace, which I had never really done before, especially being a dancer and a fitness instructor. I was very like, no, I have to do this not just to feel good. Like I have to do it to look good. I have to do it for whatever other reasons. And this was the first time that I was truly listening to my body and being like, okay, I'm really, really, really tired this week. I'm just going to give myself a minute. You know, I've stayed consistent for nine months. I'm going to take this week to maybe not lift a weight. Maybe I'll just stretch today. And it's, it's interesting because it's given me this really great relationship with my body and with food and with working out that I never had before. 
So it's been a really interesting learning journey for me during this time. The granting yourself grace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird dynamic and, and like kind of contradiction of granting myself grace and listening to my body when I need to slow down, but also creating that habit and routine of getting myself to work out even when I don't want to, but then really listening to my body of when it's no, I'm actually, I need time to lay in bed because I'm so exhausted or no, I just want to skip my workout today. Let me go do it. It's, it's really helped me tune in and figure that balance out. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, what's it like balancing, not only finding time for you and to work out, but like, if that was maybe time that you like sitting on the couch with your partner and watching succession and you're like, no, no, I'm going to be over here doing this workout, like not beside you, like cuddling on the couch. Like, is he fine with that? And, or did you guys just figure so funny that you asked that because that was, he was like, all right, you're going to work out right now. Like we're trying to watch succession. And I was like, but I have to do this. And, and, and I think that's the beauty in like so many workouts now you can do in 20 minutes. You know, I, I personally don't like to work out really for like, I don't do hour long workouts, especially when I'm at my house. So it's like, all right, 20 minutes, you finish watching March Madness. I'm going to quickly do this. And all right, now I'll get on the couch, you know, like, and I'm like, all right, I got five minutes left start succession. Cause we got to get in bed <laughs> in an hour. If you know, our daughter's waking us up at seven. So start that I'll finish this. And then I'll meet you on the couch. All right. And we got the last 40 minutes of the show <laughs> to sit together, but it's like just trying to fit it all in. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like a race to the finish line every single night. Like how much can you pack in, in every evening and like check all the boxes? Yep, exactly. But, but yeah, just, I mean, I'll just say this over and over again. It's like really finding that balance because it is hard. Like, and sometimes I don't give my husband, like, I'm like, oh, he's fine. Whatever. Just throw succession on. I'm going to do my workout. And last night he was really like, wait, like, I want to watch it together. You know, because I think sometimes we forget about our husband's needs too, where I'm like, he's fine. He doesn't need me to sit on the couch with him. I'm the one that wants that. And then yeah. he's like, no, I want to sit with you too. Like, I want to spend time together. So yeah, it's like having that communication. Yeah, definitely. Um, so postpartum, I'm just curious about that that journey because I feel like so many people are opening up, which is wonderful, about like what postpartum actually is and how that feels. And, you know, even talking with my friend, Syl, you know, she was saying, you know, you, you go into this, the doctor's office and they're just like, oh, it's a case of the baby blues. And they kind of just like very much write it off or they, they only ask you like, you know, a certain, maybe like five to 10 questions or something. And then you leave. And then maybe you were feeling great that day. Right. When they ask, the questions, but then the next day you thought of 10 million other things you should have talked to the doctor about it or about, or should have said, and like, Mm -hmm. and you didn't actually portray how you really feel and you were just having a good day, but there's been more bad days mixed in. And I'm just going on a tangent, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, just the journey of postpartum and what that's like. It's hard. (laughs) It really is hard. Um, it's been, it was harder on me than I thought it would be because I had such a great pregnancy and I loved labor so much. And even like the first month, which now I've heard people say, I guess it's kind of like a little bit of bliss the first month to, it could go either way, I guess for everyone it's different, but I think I had like a bliss for the first six weeks, maybe where it was just kind of like, Oh, I've been waiting for this baby to be here. And it's a task all day. Like, okay, I have this task and things to do. And then my baby at least like slept a lot in the beginning in the newborn phase, like in the super newborn phase, she would sleep all day. 
and her sleep at night was pretty good. And so I was like, this is kind of fun, like this thing that you just do. And then it hit me one day where I was like, oh my gosh, it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, probably at that six weeks, my hormones plummeted and changed. And it was just kind of like a s- storm that just was brewing and it was hard. Um, and it's also, I will say we both live, we're across the country from both of our families, which is also tough. Um, it's totally doable if anyone's like listening. And I know I get this question a lot of like, how do you do it while you live far away? And like, I love my, our life and routine. So that helps, but it's hard not being your family. There's a lot of factors that fall into all of this. And at the end of the day, I feel like all, all of us women hate blaming hormones because, you know, we get like our cycle every month and we're like, it's not my hormones. It's not, (laughs) it like sounds like a cop out when people say it's our hormones, but it truly is hormones because when I'm in my right mind and I have like a good week of hormones, I can look back and go, Whoa, like that was not me. Um, and it's this interesting thing because when you're getting your period, let's say you have like PMS that drops off, you're like, okay, okay. It's building, it's building. And then you get a release and you're like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm back to myself. You don't get that all through pregnancy, all postpartum. So interesting. Yeah. So it just kind of like feels like you. And I think that's a really big part of what adds to like baby blues or postpartum depression, anxiety. It's all of a sudden it becomes like, well, this is just me. I don't know. Right. No, I'm like really depressed. I must be so like, this is, this is just who I am now. And then all of a sudden I'll have like, I'll feel my hormones kind of even out. And I'm like, oh, 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 I feel really good. Oh, okay. We're back. Oh, that's not me. So it's just like something I've been really working on is every doing everything I can to help my hormones and help my body kind of regulate itself. I do like all the adaptogens. I take ashwagandha and I drink my teas and I try as best I can to get sleep because sleep throws off our hormones postpartum. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to be aware of that, but saying all of that still, it's like the day to day, it is really hard. It is. And I don't think a lot of people used to talk about that. And it's just to your point, like only now people are just talking about like, it's really freaking hard. And it's crazy because it's what every parent tells you before you have kids. It's so hard. And then you're like, oh my God, I love my baby so much. Like this is all worth it. It's great. And and I'm fine. <laughs> Cause yeah. I have friends who hear me say how hard it is. And they're like, what, what? I don't want. Okay. Well now I'm scared. And I'm like, don't know. You do just figure it out. You do. But it right. is hard. <laughs> it is right. hard. And then you probably have guilt, I guess, probably mm-hmm. for feeling like, oh my God, this is hard because you're like, I wanted this. I'm so happy to have this life. And I know like, you know, there's other people that are, that want this same thing. So then if you don't feel happy, you know, hundred percent of the time and you're like, there's something wrong with you. That's how you feel yeah. anyway. Yeah. And it's, and there's and nothing it's wrong with you. No, there isn't. And it's, it's hard to like, you try not to do it, but comparing on social media, because you just see, you know, like, listen, me and my husband fought a bunch last week, but then it was his birthday. And I posted a lovely birthday post for him because I love him. He's my husband. We still had, we had a bad week, but I love him, but no one sees that even as much as I can say it, like, and I know everyone wants to see real on social media, which I try my hardest to do, but it's still hard. You're not showing up when you're having a horrible day fighting with your husband, you're sleep deprived. You're not going to be like, Hey guys, I'm miserable today. Like, I you love can, that you said that though. <laughs> it's hard to do that. No matter how real you want to be like, let's be, no one's doing that. Right. And so, and you know, I try to share like 
every time I'm on a podcast or whatever it is that I'm talking, I'm like, Hey, it is hard. And Hey, I do fight with my husband, but there's only so much you can see on social media. And even I get sucked into that. I forget. I look at other wives and moms and I'm like, how are they so happy? Like I'm struggling this week. Yeah. (laughs) Even knowing that I didn't post everything that I'm struggling about, like it's so weird. And that it's comparison. so important to remember that it's so important mm-hmm. to remember that it, that like, we didn't like, I myself personally didn't post everything. Right. So it's like, you have to remember that about other people. Cause like I'm planning a wedding, you know, it's in June and I, I, I feel that because as, as a bride to be, because I'm just like, this, this is supposed to be the happy and probably as a new mom too. It's like, it's supposed to be the happiest time in our relationship. We're supposed to be the happiest we've ever been. We're supposed to be all these things. And I'm like, yeah, like sometimes like planning a wedding is really, really, really stressful. And it is stressful on our relationship. And some, we, sometimes we have bad weeks where we like argue and then you just, that's okay. Like it's normal. That's normal. (laughs) And I think it's just like, just communicating like me and my husband, like we'll fight for sure (laughs) during planning a wedding with the baby. Like, Oh, we fight, but we also say everything and get it all out. And then we're fine. You know? And I think that's like, that's one of the only ways to like get through it all too. If you're just going to sit and bubble it up and be like, Oh my God, I need more help with the baby or you're not doing this thing I need you to do. It's just going to get worse and worse. And that's where you can really feel like you're alone in it where at least like, just say it all, say it all, have a big fight, say it all. And then it's out there and done. And right. you can like move on from that and you could both get better. Okay. That's what you need. Okay, great. Like move on. Right. And with the wedding. It's like, okay, this is what I need you to help with. Okay, great. Okay. Got <laughs> this, it. I'm on it. We're probably going to fight about it first. And then all of a sudden it calms down. You get through it. It's fine. But, but yeah, to know that like everyone is literally everyone is going through that in their own ways in their relationship and navigating whatever that chapter is because even I forget that. <laughs> right. What is it like, you know, you're a lifestyle creator, you're on TikTok, you're on, you know, Instagram and you're sharing like so many pieces of your life. Is that hard for you to balance with your partner being a part of social? Does he not like to be, is it hard to like balance well, you know, all of that? He just, he doesn't, he doesn't care when I'm on social media at all. He's not someone like that. Like he just personally doesn't, feel the urge to ever be on social media, but he doesn't care. Like he'll happily be on my social media or like, and he knows that it's part of my job. So he's totally fine. If like I'm on my phone trying to get content. Um, but it is hard figuring out what to share in this chapter of life. And it's always hearing, you know, that like you're enjoying what I put out and, but it's hard to know what to put out because everything, my life has changed so much so quickly. Um, you know, like a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was (laughs) dancing on tables, partying in Miami, sharing my bachelorette and getting married and in Hawaii and like doing all these fun things and, and staying on a very strict, like, and here's all my workouts and everything has kind of changed in the past year and a half where like, Oh, now I'm pregnant and a mom. And because I am a lifestyle creator my content has always been just like what's happening day to day. It's not like I'm a business and then here's me separate. So right. business is all of it. So it's kind of like, this is what, this is what you get. Like <laughs> you have to just be along for the journey of my life because it's not just gonna, like, I can't pretend that I don't have a baby and here's just workouts every day. That's just not right. how, that's not how my content it works. Feel good. Feel yeah. Like it doesn't feel good. That's too, it, it just doesn't work for me. So 
yeah, so it's been interesting, like seeing the shift in my own content and kind of figuring that part out, which like that has been a struggle that my husband has to help me with and kind of like be really open to. And he just doesn't, yeah, he has to kind of be my cheerleader of like, you're good, keep going. (laughs) So thankfully he's good at that. But, um, but yeah, and thankfully he doesn't like have any hate towards social media. He just genuinely doesn't, uh, doesn't care to be on it himself really. So (laughs) yeah, that's how my fiance is too. He's just like, I think he has like, like almost like a hundred followers and he's private and he just like, he'll post like twice a year. If that, (laughs) I told my husband, I'm like, you have to post something soon. Like, well, first of all, he didn't have Instagram, our whole relationship until the wedding, the day of the wedding, he, he, our friend made him an Instagram just for fun. And like, so his first post was our wedding and he posted like a couple times since then. And one, his last post was when our daughter was three months old and she's nine months old now. And I was like, uh, you should maybe post like people now kind of like you have friends that follow you. They might want to see what's happening in your life. Yeah. It's like, yeah, nah, I'm like right. no, they'll just follow you if they want to know something. Okay. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. Yep. So integrating mom life into social media has just come naturally then because you're just yeah. a lifestyle creator. So it's like, whatever you're doing today is like the journey that you're going to take people on. Hmm. Yeah. I will say though, it's like an interesting thing for myself to be like, okay, am I going to be this page? That's like my daughter all day. Cause she's so uh, cute. Like am I gonna just post, yeah. Are we a mom and daughter page or is it just like a daughter fan page? You know, there's so many cute people that you follow. That's like their baby every day. I'm like, is that me? Or do I not want to share my daughter that much? Because like, it's this internal battle that I have of like, I feel that. Yeah. Like, am I going to show my daughter all the time? Like, I don't mind posting her, but also do I want it to be all the time? I don't know. I like have this internal battle of how much I want to share of her. So I'm like working that out just day by day as it goes. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to social media, I don't know what your experience is of this, but like, I feel like most, I get to this place sometimes where I'm like, most of the time I try to remain in a space of, I'm just going to post what I want to post when I want to post it and do and post what feels good for me. But Mm -hmm. then I have to imagine that like, you know, when you do become a mom and that changes, it's like your literal day-to-day changes. So then you have to like have these like thoughts of like, okay, like you go to this place where you're like, well, what does my audience want to see? What do they want? And then that's like a weird place. Cause then I don't know. I feel like when I float into the space of trying to think about what people want to see from me, it's a negative space for me. hundred percent. I always think that I see people post and I get it. Your business, like exactly to your point. I kind of like tilt my head. I'm like, I, I understand I'm a, I am a business and a brand myself. So I need to do marketing material, you know, and like research of my audience. I get that part, but then I'm a lifestyle creator. So it's kind of like, well, no, you're here because you just like what I put out. So you kind of have to like whatever I put out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why am I going to ask, what do you want to see from me? It's like, well, no, you're just here to get whatever I want to put out, but it is battle. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, but I want my audience to be happy. Right. But shouldn't you just be happy with whatever I put out? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it is like, it's this weird circle that you go through because I feel like whenever I'm experiencing someone else's content, I can feel, I can sense. And I think it's why I like following you. But I can sense when someone's putting out what they think I want to see. And when what they're putting out is not genuine or authentic to who they actually are. Um, And then I can sense when someone's like, like you, where I feel it feels to me when I'm receiving it, like, this is just what they want to do and what they want to post and who they are. And like, yeah, take it or yeah. leave it. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I go about it. So I'm glad it resonates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It stresses me out the other way. So. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's normal to have those like thoughts as you're transitioning into like, I mean, it's almost like you're finding a new sense of who you are. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's what this whole chapter is. It's so true. What everyone says is like, you're just not, you're just someone new when, once you have a baby, especially. And like, it's just, I mean, I think every chapter of life, you're someone new. It's like this new chat, new door unlocks, you know, like once you get married, you're going to like be in this new kind of version of yourself. And then same thing with having a baby, everything changes and, and it's hard and you go through all these challenges that change you. And, and yeah. And then especially as a lifestyle creator, that's just like, it's, you can't help but change it. Even if I were to ask everyone what you want to see, it's going to be different just because I'm different now. <laughs> right. That's yeah. so true. It's going to be different because I'm different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. So what's like, what are you thinking for, you know, the future? Do you have like, do you ever want to like create a, a workout product or is there anything you're thinking about in the future that you yeah. um, just dream so- of? <laughs> I I have a lot of things that I dream of. Um, I'm working on a bunch of postpartum things for moms that I'm very helpful. Oh yeah. It's going to be, um, yeah, I'm very excited. It's, it's just like a lot of things to kind of help during the pregnancy postpartum journey, um, to get like your mind right. And just like check-ins and stuff. So I don't necessarily ever want to, I don't want to say ever, I don't know if I want to put myself in the box of just being fitness and, and, making it my own fitness platform or anything like that. Even though I love working out with someone with everybody so much, it's just a lot of pressure on myself to then like have to show up and work out all the time, even. And as I'm saying to you, like my, I'm still figuring it out. So I don't necessarily want that pressure on myself, but I love that I have the platforms like Viore and Amazon live and fit on and all of that to put my workouts out and have a community to work out with. So for now, that's that. Um, I'm also working on a show I'm very excited about um, for postpartum. Never said that out loud before. So you got the inside scoop. Working on a a little postpartum show uh, videos and things where we could just like chat postpartum and kind of have a little mom community and just like talk all the things. And yeah, like just be yeah just well, because i can't wait to join the mom yeah. club so i'll have yes, to join please. that whenever yes. i i get so there. fun yeah it's and that's what's crazy i'm like it's so hard but also it's so fun yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun and it's so fun connecting with other moms and like talking about the whole journey motherhood is like the most um motherhood is the most relatable and universal experience but it's also the most unique experience ever. So it's so much fun talking to other moms because it's always, even though you're like, yeah, totally. I know exactly what you're talking about, but it's so unique to each person. So you're always learning something new or hearing a different story, even if it's the same thing that happened. Like every baby's kind of the same. Every <laughs> Everything's yeah. happening. Everyone goes through pretty much all the same things. We all do the same bedtime routine. We all do, but right. it's still unique to yeah. you. And your baby's unique, just like every person's unique. So it's really fun connecting with other moms because it's always a little bit different or you're learning something new or just, yeah, it's just like always fun conversations to have. So, so yeah, I'm excited to like work on some more postpartum things for moms. It's going to be fun. I think that's very exciting. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I don't know, you're like just a young mom. I feel like there's, I mean, but young and old, everybody goes through, (laughs) I shouldn't use the word old. I hate the word old. Uh, But I'm not that young in my head. I'm like, I think I'm like a teen mom. So I'm like, whoo, I'm like so cute and young. And like, and then I'm like, wait, I'm literally going to be 30 this year. I'm like, not, I mean, I'm young for sure, but I'm not, in my head, I'm like, 
a 19 year old that's had a baby. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I'm a 19 year old. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. But no matter where we are age wise, I'll put it that way. Um, there's there's always a need for like a space and community and Mm -hmm. a safe Mm -hmm. space to go to talk about like the hormones and the changes and all of the things. And then I, I don't know. I love like, also I, feel like there needs to be a space for like other people who are in the social media world. Yeah. You know, to figure out how to navigate that. Cause you know, you've been in this, this world and this game for quite some time now and navigating it is, is not easy to figure out how to show up and how to show up differently or the same, but different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, one last question that I will ask you is what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Ooh, oh, I have so many things. Well, first off, it's funny because my sister is five years younger than me. So I treat her like she's Mine my too. Self. five years okay. younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I always, I'll like call her out of the blue and be like, Hey, like, I was just thinking about this thing. Like, don't take it as me telling you what to do, but it's what I was just thinking about. I wish I did at your age. So I'm just going to tell you it, take it or leave. <laughs> I call her all the time. She'll be like, okay, thank you. It's like the most random piece of advice. I'm like, all right, that's it. Just, just so you know. But one of my things I always tell her now after having a baby is like, you have so much time all uh, like I, you have so much time. You're so young and you have so much time to learn and get better. And those are just things I wish I had done or taken advantage of a little more. Like when I was 20 and a dancer in New York city, and I was afraid to go take a dance class that was out of my wheelhouse because someone would watch me and judge me like, what, just go take, take that class for a year and I would get better. And then I'd be good at it after a year, but a year at that time feels so well, it's like, Oh, a year. Well, so much will change by then or whatever. Or I'll be so behind by then or whatever my thoughts were. I know this isn't a succinct way of giving advice, but it really is like all the thoughts that I have is just like, man, I had so much time and I do, I have more time and I'm trying to take these nuggets that I'm realizing and take them with me as I move forward. But man, you just have so much time, especially now that I have a baby. I'm like, oh, (laughs) all my time goes to another human. I had so many hours in the day to get so much done. Like anything I wanted to do, I should have just started. I should have started, but I always felt so behind all the time. Felt like, oh, well, someone else already had a podcast out. So I can't make a podcast. What am I going to do? And it's like, well, yeah, that was now I look back. I'm like, that's five years ago. I couldn't what I had five years to grow and become, it's just like, don't sell yourself short. Really (laughs) don't sell yourself short. You have so much time to become an expert in anything you want to become an expert in. You have so much time to grow a community. If you want to grow a community to get better or just learn something new, you have so much time. And I just wish I, I'm now, I don't wish that I had taken advantage. I'm going to take advantage of that as I move forward. But I, I, it's something I wish I just maybe would have had that knowledge or like that force foresight when I was 20 years old to do. Yeah, I feel that actually. And that does resonate still today. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, cause yeah, you do, you think like, oh, so-and-so already has blah, blah, blah. So I don't want that person to think I'm copying them or whatever yeah. it is. And also the thing is like, there's, seven and a half billion people in the world. And like, you think that like your audience is going to be like, oh, she's just copying so-and-so like they're not even maybe 0.5% of them, 0.2% of them might have that thought. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe. Well, we also get stuck in our own bubble. 
Like we think right. everyone knows everything that we see and do and, and are surrounded by. And then you like step out of it. Like I'll ask my best friend something who lives in New York and she'll be like, who, what, yeah. what's the thing? And I'm like, what? I thought that was like a famous thing that I'm telling you, but like, I thought everyone, she's like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that TikTok <laughs> viral recipe or yeah. that, like, you know, whatever it is, like this mm-hmm. one, you know, TikTok famous person or this Instagram famous person. And you're like, yeah, so-and-so blah, 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 da, da, da. And they're just like, who, what, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're so stuck in like our own bubble and we're so stuck too. And like thinking about thinking that everyone else thinks about us. which is something that like, I am really trying to work on. I'm like, Tori, nobody is thinking about you that hard. What? Do you know about that? Cause I, I think I, I, I talked about it in a recent podcast episode, but I, and I'm going to do another podcast on it, but do you know about the, I'm going to look it up right now. So I I don't mess it up, but the 1846 rule. No. Okay. This is great. Okay. I'm going to read it to you. Um, 1860, 40 rule to happiness. The 1860-40 rule to happiness. At age 18, people care very much about what others think of them. By age 40, they learn not to worry what others think. By age 60, they figure out that no one was thinking about them in the first place. There it is. Wow. There it is. (laughs) It's true. No one's thinking about you. I posted, which um, I think you did too. And I'm going to like put us on the spot here and maybe like a little bit embarrass us, but we both did the SI swim submission. Yes. And I don't, I don't know if you ever got picked. I never heard anything back from mine. And I was like, so embarrassed to put it out because I've never done that before. And I'm like, well, what if I don't get it? And what will everyone think if I don't get it? And I'm bringing it up now, but like, no one cares. Do you think anyone's sitting around thinking about my submission? Like that was so cool of me that I put it out there. And like, same for you. Like, I'm so proud of myself that I did that. And that's all that matters. And like, I'm genuinely not embarrassed that it was out there that I didn't get picked for it. It's just like, okay. And I move on and it made me a better person in whatever part of my life that I pushed myself to put it out on the world in the world. Like that's it. Yeah. And I, I was going to bring it up, but I was like, ah, I don't know if that's weird. Same thing. I was like, is it awkward? I don't know. Cause like we, we both put it out there yeah. and then yeah, it didn't lead to anything, but I don't feel any negativity around that. I feel like amazing about it. I was just like, it feels so good to like put yourself out there in whatever capacity and just be like, yeah, like it would be really cool if this happened, but like, I'm also a whole person. And if it doesn't work out, then like, I'm cool with that too. Like, it'll be like, my life will be just great. (laughs) And at least for me, when I go to post that, literally my thoughts are worried about everybody else. It wasn't even about me. Not like, I wasn't necessarily like, oh, it's going to be out there. And I, it was all about everyone else, what they think. And like I said, and then you move on and no one's sitting around like, oh no, did you see? She didn't get it. Much. No one remembers that I did that. Except and for now. whoever those people are, if they yeah, are well, out there, yeah. like I'm good. I'm all set. Yeah, so. I don't need you. It's all right. Yeah. That's like a huge reminder. Like when I posted that, I was like, man, why didn't I do this my whole life? Just do like things like this all the time. I did think that too. I was like, I should have no? done this way sooner. I was yeah, like, why did like, I wait so long? It's so long to do that and all the things like auditioning for dance and fitness, all, everything. It's always something holding me back. It's like, just do it. Like, just do it. Cause you don't know. <laughs> you, should, you literally don't know. Just do it. Because yeah, once you do do the thing, check the box, try the whatever, like most of the time it's like, you feel so good. You're like, wow. Oh, good. And it opens the door. Like, all right. Didn't get that submission, but it made me feel really good about myself and gave me that confidence that I posted it to go do something else and have the confidence to put myself out there again. You know, it's like this spiral and this wheel that like starts moving forward. Even if you don't get that one thing, it's still pushing you forward because 
you stepped out of your comfort zone. Right. And also, I don't know if you had this experience. I have to assume that you did, but how many people came up to you and said like, wow, that's so cool that you did that. Like you inspired me to like, go do this other thing. Like, that's so cool. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's like putting yourself out there in, is a way to inspire others. Like you don't know what you just because you didn't get that thing. You're still making a change in the world, putting yourself out there. Right. I a hundred percent agree. And mm-hmm. that's such a, a great note to, to end it on is go do the things, put yourself out there, do the yeah. scary things, say yes, go all out, go all in. And we have so much time. So like, don't waste any of it. Just go, just do it. Yes. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Love this. That is a wrap on today's episode. Uh, so fun having Tori on the podcast. I feel like for me, one of the biggest takeaways was again, and this has been coming up so much for me recently. So I wonder, cause you know, what's personal is also universal in most cases, but, uh, really just the understanding that nobody else is thinking of us. No one else is thinking of us. Like we are afraid to jump, afraid to leap, afraid to do all of these things, afraid to put ourselves out there because we're so concerned about what other people are thinking or what they're going to say or how they're going to feel. And most of the time, like they're not thinking of us at all. They're just not even thinking of us. And the truth is like those people who are out there who are judging you, if they do even exist, like those just aren't your people, right? And so I think that was my biggest takeaway is just letting go, letting go. And it's so nice to have all of that confirmed through, you know, someone else who is, is realizing the same thing. And we're all realizing it. Uh, I feel like in some way or another, but the biggest takeaway is just letting go of what other people think like life when it's all said and done, like it's, it's pretty short, like it's super long, but it's super short at the same damn time. And so It's just really interesting to think about time is going to pass anyways. So you might as well go do all of the things that you want to do. Uh, Be the person you want to be, all of it. Like if you wait, all of a sudden you turn around, like she said, and it's been five years. And you're like, well, what am I waiting on? What's holding me back? And nine times out of 10, the answer is nothing. So go, do the thing, do the thing. Thank you guys so much for listening today. You can follow Tori on Instagram. She is at Torsim, T-O-R-R-S-I-M. Uh, Tori Simeon Dietz at Torsim, T-O-R-R-S-I-M. Give us a follow on Instagram at Very Best Self. You can give me a follow at Victoria Brown. Definitely subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star glowing review, write a review. Um, share this on Instagram with someone you love. Uh, maybe somebody needs to hear it today. And that's a wrap. So I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Love you, mean it. VB out. Mm-hmm.